this is Wicked Spursy. Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, and Dave. Gentlemen, once again, it's been a small amount of time. A couple key holidays happened. A couple stupid football games happened. But before we get to that, Steve, how are you, buddy? I am okay. I'm getting better. Um, I spent... So last week, I had a sinus infection. Um, and of course... I also took the entire week off because daycare's closed and, uh, you know, somebody had to keep an eye on Isaac. Um, so I'm not sure if that was uh, fortunate that I got sick at that time. Um, Cause on the one hand I had already taken work off. So it's not like I was blowing that off. Uh, but on the other hand, have you ever tried keeping up with a two-year-old fresh from, you know, a, a bundle of Christmas presents wanting to play with you every second of every day when your face feels like it's in constant pain yeah that's poor planning well i didn't plan it it just (laughs) happened oh man that was a it was a miserable week um doing much better today um although i did go to the dentist today as well and uh, i don't know if you've ever gone to the dentist while your sinuses are inflamed, it is not a good time. I mean, the dentist sucks to begin with, but going there when you've got any kind of inflammation in your face, it's just not pleasant at all. I mean, that that hurt. Not, not a great way to start the new year. To me, that's a perfect... I mean, I don't know if you went for an emergent issue, Steve, or whether it was like a normal was checkup. Okay. Plant cleaning, yeah. To me, perfect reason to cancel that one and reschedule any opportunity to cancel a dentist appointment. I am, I'm down with. However, I realized myself, um, I would rather go to the dentist than fly on airplanes. We were we were on a couple of planes this past week, and that continues. I, I, I harp on this quite a bit to be a brutal experience. I'd rather be in the dentist chair, which um, for me is saying quite a bit. Steve's just nodding, you know. In, in yeah, I mean, I'm making his sinuses hurt even more. <laughs> it's uh i i can see where you're coming from it's sure it's certainly a quicker it's like ripping the band-aid off right it's it hurts but it's nice and quick and then you're done when you've got any kind of air travel you're just stuck there for hours and god forbid you have a delay or a long layover somewhere and then you're just stuck in this shitty airport with expensive food that for sure. Nobody's happy. There's there's never a place to plug your phone in, and it always seems to be dying right when you arrive. Somehow, it's for sure a miserable experience. And by the I way, let, let, you, Dave. let me pause, Steve. I, you know, much respect to our, our our listeners who are either dentists or dental hygienists. You know, we we still love you. But like, here's my thing. You know, when you try to small talk with me when I'm in that chair, I can't actually answer the question. You know, you're the best you're going to get. It's like ah. Uh huh. You know that that's what's mm-hmm. coming. And the more you talk at me, the longer I'm stuck in that chair. So I realize you got a whole hour to fill. But if you can get this done in 35 minutes, let's let's make it happen. And so that's it's just a it's just a torture session. But hey, you see, I, I of, always get stuck. I always get stuck with the uh, oh, you know, you got a, a little blood in your gums there. It's like oh, really? You've you've been taking this metal fucking needle right? and you've been stabbing <laughs> me with it for the last half hour. What do you think's gonna happen? <laughs> that scratching I'm hearing isn't contributing to that at all, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, so uh, speak, speaking of torture sessions, Mike, how you doing? Well, for right now, Dave, I'm pretty good. Um, trying to sort out my audio issues again, I know, as I, usual. I, 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 was, I, I came at you a little early there just to put you on the spot, but you you handled it marvelously. Well done. Hey, we got to start the new year with Techno Mike. It's, it's, I don't know, it just needs to happen. There, is that a little better? Oh, you sound fantastic. Hey, hey, listeners, you can't see it, but Mike was in New York City the past few days. He's hipster Mike now. He's got the sweet flannel shirt to go with his his uh his Mac Daddy beard. Uh Mike, you're looking pretty solid, man. And, and you know, in a really, really good way. Uh well, you know, uh I did go to New York City. Uh, I didn't go for the uh the festivities on Times Square. Uh I was there to see uh my favorite band Fish. Uh and uh You like oh, fish? <laughs> I'll have you know that they uh that they did a 
bunch of amazing covers and the new year's like every year they have a new year's gag and this year was uh uh their 40th new year uh celebration so 40 years as a band going into 2023 they started in 1983 new year's party and uh haven't stopped since and uh and I, I don't know how many years consecutively it's i think it's been one one year outside of 1995 and 2020 that fish has played new year's at at um madison square garden so that's why i went uh it was a wonderful it was a wonderful experience uh the people are always great we're all you know it you can you can tell all the old heads you know we've, we're all getting older um <laughs> but outside of that like did some did some new york city stuff i mean you know walked a shitload um went to a couple of greasy greasy spoon uh type places uh i got persian food i love persian food so uh, um what else did we do jesus i went and got a proper beard trim like they have like beard barbers and stuff there like actual like new york city is uh is quite a place and and they have like actual like top class beard barbers so i went and got a, got a cut got my beard done up uh pretty awesome and got to watch the match with new york spurs which was probably the only good thing about that match yes um yeah those the, the people there are great uh the uh the owner of the bar flannery's uh his name's mike they call him mush uh great guy uh I, i'd like to kind of give him a little shout out uh flannery's is if you guys are ever in new york city during spurs match uh flannery's is out and out coys man uh they don't have food but they do have lots of lots of booze and beer and uh a lot of great people um i met uh couple uh named trevor and Paige who uh, just had a brand new baby like in this baby yeah. was i don't know if it was maybe maybe two months at the match you know and uh and she's beautiful uh little little tiny little tiny uh jersey on uh and, and you know it, it it just shows that like the community is much bigger than our small circles in you know out in even outside of london in in the us and it shows you how big the community is because they told me that ha had i gotten there at the time that i actually got there on a regular match day i never would have gotten in hmm. so it's usually that busy there um i also got to take take a picture of harry kane's golden boot from uh 2015 16 so that was that was fun <laughs> what's uh what's the story on how they came to acquire that golden boot do you, do you know the story um no i actually had to run real quick so i didn't get a i didn't get a chance to ask uh but i did get the picture taken i, I can i can actually uh shoot him a text and ask um i got so many mentions at the fish show just having my hat on uh and i was getting screamed at from the escalators like three floors above come on you spurs like so uh i got i one of the guys daughters ran up to me gave me some stickers some fish stickers and she she yelled at me, "Come on, you Spurs!" That was that was pretty cool, and uh, so there's just a lot of cool stuff that happened on that weekend. I got to spend some time with a uh, with my best friend of of thirty years. So great! It was a great time. Very nice Good weekend. Good weekend. Very nice. Good to hear. It sounds like your week went much better than Steve's. So sorry, sorry about that, Steve-O. <laughs> no, just you know, next time I get a paper cut, I'll. Head over to Mike's and you just pour <laughs> lemon juice in it too. Precisely, a little bit of soy sauce as well. Um, Mike, I just want to make a connection. I, I think I shared this with you guys earlier in the week. We were we were out of the country at a uh, at a resort place, and on Boxing Day for the um, for the Brentford match, I wore my Spurs Galaxy kit. Just you know, wore it wore it walking around the day. And I'll tell you what, I realized. A way to meet people is to wear a Spurs kit outside the United States. Um, I couldn't tell you how many people came up to me and had a comment either like, hey, you love Spurs. That's fantastic. Or, oh, you're a Spurs fan. Or, or oh, you, you don't look like a Spurs fan. I'm like, well, what, what does that mean? You know, what what does it mean <laughs> to look like a Spurs fan? Um, but, yeah, great conversation starter. Just wear a Spurs kit wherever. I ran into one, one dude who um, he and I just kept bumping into each other throughout the week who um, – 
was the one that said you don't look like a Spurs fan and uh, I said what are you Chelsea Arsenal he said no I'm West Ham and and so we kind of had that conversation but then he proceeded to tell me that he actually grew up with uh Chairman Levy uh was one of his classmates growing up I said okay so is he a good guy is he a good guy and I didn't know that you know the whole news cycle you know this weekend after after two non-wins was going to turn to like the whole Enoch out thing again but I said is he a good guy he's like he's a great guy um, I still keep in touch with him. He's a really good guy. I thought for a moment, my wife told me, she's like, you should ask him if he could get him on the pod for you. Uh, but I, <laughs> I did not, did not go there. Did not pursue the, the after this weekend, you don't want him on my pod. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should have said. <laughs> we might lose, might, might lose all of our listeners if, if that were in fact the case. But uh, it was funny talking to this West Ham guy, you know, I said, because his guys kept blowing games. I said, yeah, your, your guys aren't looking good. And he made the comment. I said, I, I think it's time for a new manager. I said, yeah, who's it going to be? And uh, he said, Mark Noble. And I said, I think that's a terrible idea because next thing you know, you're going to bring in Mark Noble and then he's going to lose and get, you're going to run him, run him out of town and, and local legend becomes local bum that nobody wants to talk about anymore. But that's enough about other teams. That's why Ledley should never be our coach. Also true, right? <laughs> you don't want to be like the uh, the Everton manager, right? That's that's exactly what it is. Hey, people people want to seem to run uh, Lucas Mora out of town every, every transfer uh, – every transfer window. So uh, maybe make him the manager. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Interesting (laughs) hypothesis there, Mike. Well, Hey, speaking of our Spurs. uh, Yeah. It's been a rough stretch. How do we want to get at this guys? We were talking earlier about a little bit of transfer window chatter, but there's also two games that I was not able to watch at all. Uh, So I have to rely on your expertise and commentary where you want to go. I, you know, Uh... Steve, I, I, if you want to start, I, I, I think we're going to go in the same direction. You know, I, I don't think there's going to be uh, any any punches held or thrown. Uh, I, I think it's it, it's going to be the straight the, the straight off the top of the head, you know, quick reaction and then settle down type of a thing. It's just we're, we're gonna. I think we're gonna end up middle of the road here. But um, right. you, you know, maybe some sunshine peeking through the clouds at the end we'll we'll find out though you want to you want to start us stevie yeah you know i mean for me the the phrase that sticks with me over these last couple of games is you know trying to fit a square peg into a round hole that seems to be what we've got going on and it's incredibly frustrating like you know we we are all aware of what conte wants to do with the squad we get it. He wants to play that 3-4-3. He's adamant that we really push that forward. It's very rare he switches anything up in that formation. Um, but we just don't have the key players to make that work, right? Like, we need a right wing back who's going to be consistent in his um, you know, creativity going forward. Arguably, uh, our left-wing situation with Perisic is cannibalizing on the effectiveness of Sun, which essentially kind of nullifies what you've got going on on that side. Um, You've got calls for these uh, more creative central midfielders, but like even if you get them in there with just two people in midfield, like what are you going to do? You know, it's not like that's the weak spot of the team right now. For me, the formation, the tactics, that's the weak spot. Um, but Conte does not want to change any of that. You know, he doesn't want to try, okay, well, you know what? Um, Emerson's not working out. Doc's been, you know, he's been serviceable the last couple of games, just not lighting the world afire, but not trash either. You've got Spence who got what a fucking couple minutes out on the fields, uh, the other day for whatever reason, there's no trust there. It's clear that the Perisic Sun combination isn't working out for whatever reason. Instead of trying to do anything with it, we just keep seeing that every single game. Um, I think, you know, 16 games into the season, we've seen that having the three up front without Kulisevsky is just asking for trouble. Yet when Kulisevsky's injured, what do we do? We still play with three up front and we try to put somebody else in that spot to be ineffective. Like at some point, you know, as a world-class manager, you would have to think that this dude would have a plan B. You know, I don't have the players to make this specific tactic work. 
I should change it up so that we can do something else to try to get a result. But he doesn't do that. And whether or not he's trying to prove a point to the board to get them to buy the players that he needs to be successful is a whole other conversation that we're going to have. But, you know, I, I completely disagree with that notion. You can make that argument, you know, off the field, outside of the game, make it in training, make it in, you know, uh, you know, whatever, after hours, show up at fucking Daniel Levy's house and and have a conversation with him. Um, but when you're playing a game, you've got, you know, tens of thousands of people who have bought tickets to go and watch your team perform. And you're going to just put together some half-assed bullshit that's not going to work and expect that people are going to be on your side, you know, for the first few matches of the season, when we had some kind of like, you know, turbulence where it wasn't working, I think we were willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You know, it's Conte. He's a winner. He's, he knows what he's doing. He's trying to prove a point point proven, dude, get the fucking results now. Like, you know, stop fucking around with the team, switch things up, do what you need to do to get the points in the bag now and continue to fight for your reinforcements at an appropriate time that does not turn the fans against you. I mean, at this point, that's that's all he's doing with these consistent tactics without the personnel to to satisfy them. It's just pissing off all of the fans and making them point fingers at Conte, at Enoch, at Levy, at the players. It's it's an absolute mess and it is incredible that we're, you know, here in the January transfer window, um, a, a transfer window where I think we all would have agreed ahead of time we needed reinforcements to come in. And now we're not just thinking about where the reinforcements need to come in. It's about whether or not Conte is even going to be here for them in the long term anyway. Um, so both of those matches that that we've played in this last week were absolute misery and for me that's entirely on Conte's shoulders right now it's his fault that the tactics were flat and and garbage um he's had plenty of time he had the entire world cup period to work with some of these fringe players and when does he throw them on the last 10 minutes of uh the Aston Villa match I mean who's he rewarding there you know that's just to me that's just pissing in the pot right he's he's not doing anything to endear himself to the fans to endear himself to the players he's putting everybody in a really difficult situation and whether he intends to stay and and make the best out of that situation i can't even tell you because he's got a short contract that's expiring soon and there's no indication that he's going to commit more so i mean what the fuck's going on Mike, there's the question to you. Fuck. I, 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 <laughs> maybe I was wrong. We, we, we might not end up in the middle of the road. We might end up in the fucking ditch. We've only got uh, 41 <clears throat> minutes remaining, too. Well, I don't know how we're going to Jesus Christ. Anywhere. Jesus, I know. Hand um, of words opened. Go, Mike. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I don't necessarily disagree with everything that Steve said. I, I, I do think that it was important um, to get somebody out there like, uh, Brian Hill. Um, I think it was important to give uh, give Doc a a run of a run of uh, game time. Um, I think he's going to be an important person going forward for us. Um, I don't know what the Emerson situation is, um, but it seems like right for right now, Doc is the guy that is going to be in there. Uh, Christian Romero did nothing to uh, endear me to him at all uh, in this game. Um, I've been slightly, I've been slowly declining on, on my love of Christian Romero. You know, I got boosted up into this, into these clouds with me and Christian Romero hanging out, you know, loving our, loving our club together, you know, love that dude. I thought he was the best thing for Spurs uh, at the time and the biggest building block in our defense. And now it seems like he's just fucking standing around um, or he's injured. Uh, it, and, and if you're looking at the, the, the run of form, we have been actually better uh, without him. Uh, yeah. And, but we, we always conceded first without him as well, though. 
I mean, we still have, but yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, not discounting that. That's kind of a. I don't understand the situation and why that is or why it's happening. Um, you know, we maybe thought, well, before you know, before the World Cup and uh, before the turn of the the turn of the year, that oh, this is uh, this is a tactic. You know, start out slow so you don't burn yourself out for the rest of the season. No, it's not. It wasn't a tactic. It was that we start slow because it takes time for a lot of these players to play into the game. Um, I think we started out actually on the on the front foot for most of the first half uh on sunday uh, i thought it was i thought they were looking good and i thought eventually one of, something was going to go or something was going to have to happen at that point um problem is sonny and kane weren't getting well kane wasn't touching the ball so 20 minutes it took him to touch so it. yeah it, it seems like they figured they figured out Conte's system right feel like you everybody's have, you, figured it out at this point. Right. So you're it, without a dynamic player like Kulisevsky, uh, Benton Kerr in there with, with, uh, with his uh, ability to pass the only other, you know, uh, backfield player that you have that can pass uh, is long way. And, you know, he's shown some of the, some, some of the ability to do that in, in that, that, uh, that, that game uh, on boxing day. I mean, what a, what a beautiful pass, you know, uh, that he made under the head of Harry Kane for, for the goal, um, you know, in hobby scoring too. But um, I think that was, was that from Longley as well? That ball, that ball, no, that came from Kulisevsky, right? Uh, good old Decky. Yeah. So did you see that stat, just as a, as a, a quick aside, did you see that stat about games played with Kulisevsky versus without? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's very telling as well. So we're no what, longer. What, the what was that stat, Steve? Just, I didn't see it. it. So we've played eight games with Kulisevsky, eight games without Kulisevsky in the league, right? The games that we've played with him, we've averaged something like 2.5 points per game and like 2.3 mm. goals. And without him, you average like 1.5 points per game and 1.3 goals. There you have it. Yeah, I mean, I, we're not we're no longer the Harry Kane team. We're the we're the Dayan Kulisevsky team, right? It um it it just it, it's a it's a problem at Tottenham. It seems it doesn't matter who the manager is. Doesn't help that the that the managers got a lot of injuries to deal with. I mean, it happened to Mourinho too. Like, you know, 60% of the starting 11, the regular starting 11 were hurt for most of the time he was there. Um, but at the same time, you know, the instruction manual came with the bill of sale for Antonio Conte, right? We uh, we wanted Antonio Conte. We didn't get him. We went for their fucking 20th choice manager. Um had to fire him, got Antonio Conte. Conte comes in and says, see what I can do. And I don't know what his deal is. I know he wants money and I know he wants to win things. But for some reason, still as, as a manager, you have, he was able to get more of those, um, more of those backup chips that, that, you know, Jose wasn't able to, to convince Levy to do, to get. You know, we bought some players under Jose, but not the right players for the system that he was running. Um, and some of those players actually are working out better in in the in in the Conte system. But Conte's system is already figured out, right? You know, if you can shut down the wing backs, make the make Spurs play through the middle, it's not going to work because if you have midfielders midfielders that are able to defend even half as well as as some of the best midfielders in the game, then you're going to shut down Spurs, especially with that, without a, a guy like Bentinker there. You know, Hobby's not the guy who's going to pick out a pass for you. Hobby's the guy who's going to, who's going to be bold on the tackle. Hobby's the guy who's going to take shots when he's got open shots. Hobby's the guy, he's going to be able to get the ball to the, to the guy, the other guy in the midfield who's going to be able to pass forward to, the, to our forwards. So if they're able to shut down the wingbacks, Guess what? Now you haven't now you have an issue because you don't have any link up play between your defense and your offense and you get completely fucking shut down. 
even even with all of the possession we had, that's another issue that we have that Spurs have had for shit since 2017, right? It's 2018 even is being able to score when the defense puts fucking you know eight guys behind the ball, nine guys behind the ball. It's it's just an epidemic at Spurs. And I, I don't know what it is, but uh, it, we were much happier before uh, before this season, I can tell you. I mean, the, the first game of the season, I was, I was like rip-roaring and ready to go because we were like, this is what we're going to see all season. You know, well, that was Southampton, right? So I, I think, you know, we do need more players. Conte has said it, we need more players. But if he's doing this to fucking prove a point, dude, fucking point proven. Do your shit. Do your job. But for me, the thing is, you know, you've proven your point, yes, but are you going to stick around long enough to see the outcome or are you taken off? Because that's that's where things get really murky, right? Like we can bring in players in this transfer window to reinforce what Conte wants to do, and then he can walk in the summer anyway. So it, it makes it really difficult for me to understand what the fucking club is trying to do when you can't get your, your manager to commit to the project uh, when the moves that you make seem, you know, almost opposite of what you want, the manager wants you to do. You know, we've, we've seen those comments about Spence being a club signing for fucking months now. Um, what is even going on? What do they want from this club? I I am trying to figure out. <clears throat> there's a clear identity crisis um, that has obviously persisted for a long, 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 long time. Um, do we want to be a team that has a, I read something today, like we're the rare exception where we have a, a beautiful stadium to generate revenue. And we also have a beautiful Academy and we're not generating good Academy products, even though there's, there's some guys that, that play for, for Spurs that are our own, but we're not generating that. And um, we're, we're not accomplishing what we probably should be. I just can't figure out what the Conte entry looked like, what the relationship with uh, Paradici looks like, what has been said behind the scenes in terms of the arrangements and how much time um, Conte has been promised. You know, like we all heard over the course of the summer that it, it was going to take two more transfer windows to even start to see a glimmer of light, according to, to Conte, one, one now and this coming summer. Um, I, I, I shared with you guys earlier today, there aren't really, even though he's painfully honest and it feels self-serving and it feels in some ways like it, it sets the the club up and undercuts the club. I can't figure out which times he's not been telling the truth about the, st the status of things um, and what's necessary and what has to happen. And it just feels like as a club and as a fan base, we're stuck in this limbo and I'm not trying to make Conte a hero at all, but it almost feels like Conte could come out of this if if they back him and bring in guys that that are going to do what they need to do and he stays he could come out as like the most brilliant savvy um 3D chess playing guy in the history of the world you know um the where that all goes south is if any one of those things doesn't happen right if they don't back him they don't bring in the guys or if he gets antsy and bails because he's not feeling the support and then candidly the the fan base concerns me a little bit because he's really sensitive when the fan base turns and if the fan base sours on him, you know, how much will that affect his decision-making? I'm trying to figure that all out of my I, mind. I, I, I don't think, I, you know, I don't want another manager. I, I don't think there's another manager that's better than him out there that, that can, that can work with this team and work with this club. The thing is like the antics, like, like I said, we had, we had the manual that came with the manager. Right. So we, we know how the dude operates, right. You know, you, you can flip the page three and be like, insert batteries. Okay. I did that. Turn on the power. We did that. Uh, oh, he did some pretty cool stuff. You know, it's like the new toy you get at Christmas. You know, we read the manual and now we want to play with it. And we know, we know that somewhere in that manual, there's a disclaimer that says this guy is going to turn on you. You know, if you do not, if you do not give him what he wants. But don't you, know, you think, Mike, there's also it's fucking disclaimer, robot, you know, <laughs> there's also something on the other side, though, where like Conte coming in had to have said, this is who I am. 
This is what I need to be successful. This is what I want to be successful. If I come to you, I expect you to provide it. If you're not going to tell me now or, or, and I'm out, you know what I mean? Like, why would he subject himself to, well, we'll see how it goes and then make that decision. You know, he's got a legacy he wants to protect as well. If he has a next job after this, he's certainly not going to go coach at Bournemouth, right? Like he's going to want to, going to want to take a step that is, is still a, a positive, productive, elevating. None of those, none of those other clubs who had that, who had that manual as well, like did what he wanted though. Right. They didn't really give him what Chelsea kind of did, but they didn't really give him what he wanted. You know, they didn't they didn't acquiesce to his some of his ridiculous, you know, requests. So, you know, in Inter didn't do it. And, and, and it, it, you know, it's just, you know, they sold Lukaku and he's like, I'm fucking out of here. You know what happens? We If we don't sign Harry Kane, he's going to be like, I'm fucking out of here. He'll, do, you, he'll, do you blame him? Would you blame him no, if that happens? No, not at all. Not at all. It, it, we don't want to lose him. I mean, I think that's why our, our we're a reactionary fan base anyway. Mm-hmm. But I think that's that's why we're reacting the way we are. I mean, is because we don't want to lose the guy. And sometimes you hurt the ones you love. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I would take it even a step further, Mike. I, I would say that a lot of the reaction is on the back of just the the murkiness of it all there's no transparency we don't know if the club agrees with conte and wants to give him the stuff that he wants that's the problem steve that's if they're stuck in the past and think we can get these young unproven players and develop them into world beaters you know you can't have it both ways you can't hire conte who needs ready-made reinforcements right now and have your recruiting strategy be look for cheap options on the market that might be able to become something in the right system you can't do both things either be a project club where you're trying to get the best out of some you know young potentially talented players or shift your focus give the world-class manager what he needs to be successful and hope that he can do his job um but it to me it just feels like nobody's committed Nitpicking over a guy like like uh, like Pedro Porro, like the extra ten million, you know, uh, you need a guy like Pedro Porro. <laughs> mm-hmm. You 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 just do. I mean, um, there's there's very finite number of right like natural right wing backs out there to begin with, and even fewer are anywhere near available on the transfer market if 10 million is what it takes to get your world-class manager the target he wants and you're just not going to entertain that that to me says you're not committed to that approach and you should cut ties now yeah that's why i'm saying that's why i'm saying we need to we need to give the guy we need to be the team or the club or we uh as as tottenham uh need to be the club that actually finally gives in and says, oh, okay, we'll do what you want. Tottenham needs it. They need it bad. We're going to end up in, we're going to end up being in 10th place by the end of this month. If we don't watch out, you know, you know, Steve, I think your, your comment a few minutes ago about the ambiguity and the, the cloudiness of it all really gets to the point. I think it was Alistair gold wrote a piece earlier today. Like, here's the thing. If club management came out and said, we're behind Conte hundred percent. We're going to do everything it can to make him and make you guys proud. That would mean everything to the fan fan base and people would stop crying as much on the flip side. If they said, you know what? Um, we are not a tier one spending team. We are going to be an Academy developing team and building a homegrown product. And we're going to be a project type of a team. If people just knew that, at least they'd know what they were lining up behind. But I think the, uh, the ambiguity and the, the, almost you know back and forth nature of it all in our own minds is really what does everybody in and what makes you just kind of manic as a fan because the the highs and lows are exhausting at least in my opinion they are i mean levy goes out he gets jose Mourinho a proven winner he gets antonio conte a proven winner and then the recruiting strategy is as if pochettino was in charge right you can't have it both ways and i think I think you're absolutely spot on. If we knew what the club was trying to do, what their intent was, I think people would be more willing to 
accept some of these poor results as just cost of doing business. Like we need these painful moments to build on to get to a better place in the long term. But since nobody knows, is Conte sticking around? Is he upset with management? Is he, you know, already brushing up his CV to find a new job, you know, in the summer? There, we don't know what's going on. So it's just frustrating to see these results and not know if there's a future down this path, right? If Conte committed, because he he does have a part in this too, his contract is a short one. If he committed to a longer contract and the club came out and said, we're going to give him the resources that he needs to be successful, great. But if they don't want to do that, I'm fine with that too. But commit to a manager who is more willing to operate in those boundaries, right? You Again, you can't have it both ways. You've got to pick a path and go for it. Absolutely. Hey, speaking of going for it, you know what I'd like to do now, guys? Uh, what would you like to do, Dave? I'd like to let Steve ask a question that I know has been just chipping away at Steve's mind. Last week, Steve, when you were feeling crummy and chasing the little guy and all of his Christmas presents around, I know that this was just racking your brain and you you wanted a, a chance to say this. And so I'm, I'm here to offer this opportunity to you. Um, Steve, over to you. Dave, I appreciate it. You know, the one thing that I have been thinking about over this last week um, is mostly Mike-related. As crazy as it sounds, as sick as I was, as desperate as I was for some kind of cure-all for this uh, crazy sinus infection. He wants to know how much for the for the scissor-cut beard trim. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that after, but the more immediate pressing concern of mine for this last week has been hey mike what you're drinking oh well you know funny steve uh I, I do love it when you ask that um i didn't have a beer uh picked out i went so i went down to the city um and i uh found i found a couple of pints uh you know they they made them they made themselves available to me um from from back home beer um and uh that's the one we did a couple weeks ago right yeah 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 um i wasn't able to get out to brooklyn um but um i did get to have a couple of pints and, and they were just delicious and i had some other beers that were not so great uh the craft beer scene in the bars and in like midtown manhattan's not great so i get home and i'm like fuck what am i gonna do I didn't grab a beer for Hey Mike. So That's the saddest thing I've heard all year. Oh my god, it's it's fucking awful, right? And I have and I have a fully stocked fridge, you know, it's all beers that I've drank already. Uh, but but funny enough, my uh, my wife while I was gone to the city took the kids down to my mother in law's and they did Christmas and stuff down there. With my and my brother in law uh, hooks me up with beers every year. Like he just gives me beers that we can't get in Vermont, even though if we're right on the New York border, he can get them. He lives like miles away off the New York border into New York and he can get beers that we can't get over here. Um, we can get this beer, but you can't get like the mix pack. Um, <clears throat> so it's from a company called anchor. Um, anchor makes uh, a steam beer. That is probably uh, one of the best one of the best steam beers in the world. Um, steam beer is kind of an opposite of uh, a Kolsch, um, where it's a lager yeast brewed at ale temperatures, fermented at ale temperatures. And, you know, the Kolsch is the, is the, is the uh, ale yeast brewed at lager temperatures. So uh, that's not what I'm doing, but Anchor makes that beer and it's one of the best beers I've ever had. And you only get it every once in a while. It's, it's fantastic. Um, but I did get this mix pack and in it was um, a West coast IPA. And it's pretty, pretty bland can. I mean, it's got kind of like an octopus on it. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing fancy about it. Um, it does say this bold and bright West Coast IPA celebrates the revolution or the evolution of our dry hopping techniques, bursting with notes of citrus and fresh hop character. Character, this refreshing India Pale Ale packs a punch. Um, 
yeah, it's this crisp and refreshing, robust hops and bold citrus. I mean, hazy and citrus are uh, are notes of, that you get out of uh, New England IPAs, but the West Coast IPAs are generally maltier, you know, with that hint of pine or citrus. But let's pop into this and see what we get. Uh, my guess is beer. Um, Dave, what do you think? Ditto. Uh, 7% alcohol. I always see like these little short stunted kind of tulipy glasses used for West Coast IPAs. So I'm going to try and use one of these. I, you know what I got though, guys, while I'm pouring this for Christmas, my mother-in-law always gets, my mother-in-law get me this nice uh, shirt. She always gives me like a sweater or something like that, or a, a sweatshirt. And I always, it, they're always fantastic. I love them. Um, she got me, uh, last year, she got me this awesome cutting board, like handmade Vermont maple mm. cutting board. <clears throat> uh, but this year she got me an ale horn. Nice. Like with a handle on it and everything, like a real ale horn. There you go. It's fucking awesome. I don't want to drink out of it. It's so nice. It's like hand painted. <laughs> it's hand painted and everything. And it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to drink out of it. So uh, it's a display piece is basically what you're saying, right? Oh no, I'll drink out of it at some point. Oh, you maybe, will. Okay. Maybe the next week it's on a special occasion. There you go. Oh, this is a, it's, it is kind of citrusy smelling. It smells like a West Coast IPA. Um, it poured nice. It's see-through. It's pretty clear. Well, you guys can't see the clarity, but it smells good. So let's get let's get into this. Moment of truth. Oh wow. That's a face. Yeah. I mean <laughs> oh, that's this is underwhelmed, Mike. Here we go. No, it is. I am underwhelmed. Um <clears throat> After that big windup, man, we were expecting a heck of a fuck, dude. No, I wanted it. I wanted it to be so good. Um, I wanted him to at least be whelmed. Well, no, they they they, they do a they do a California common that's really good, and they do um, and they do the steam beer, which is you know second to none. That that would be that steam beer would be like a three point eight on my uh, on my scale. Um, but ah, uh, I'm not. I'm 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 not underwhelmed. I'm underimpressed. You know, I wanted to I wanted to be you know you know up there because it's you know, they've been brewing beer for fucking since what 1896 it says. Um, <laughs> you, you think they'd have it figured out? Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> Any knucklehead can make an IPA, right? <laughs> I can I couldn't make an IPA, but. Like I'm every, sure you could if you try. Every brewery has to get into the IPA, and if it's because they made it a West Coast IPA because they're in San Francisco. Now we know San Francisco has the best sourdough bread, right? Because of their water. We do. You didn't know that? No. San Francisco no, no. sourdough? Oh my god! I didn't know All that right. this was a bread history podcast. Here we, here it's we not, go. It's really not. I'm. I'm gonna get. We're gonna get back next week. It. Vegetable soup. <laughs> oh, good God, no. Make something better out. I got a great, I got a great cabbage soup recipe. If you ever need Let's it, see, see everyone. Like this, cabbage, this cabbage is Mike's, celery. Mike's plan to overtake Wicked Spursy with his food and drink reviews. We, we, we figured <laughs> it out. So it tastes, it tastes like an IPA, um, a West Coast IPA. It's, it's. I'm not underwhelmed. I'm not overwhelmed. It's, I'm, I'm just. He's whelmed. I'm whelmed. Yes. Straight up whelmed. I'm whelmed. <laughs> give us a, give us a whelming rating. Let's hear it. Uh, Two point eight. Oh, oh yes big steve nailed it how about it mike we are we are tuned in to your uh your scores i was 2.6 steve was 2.8 he, he brought it home all right so, there you go everybody um, that's whelmed 2.8 right. give us I'm a gonna... give us a song that you're not excited about how about that <laughs> <laughs> uh abba dancing queen <laughs> oh go. my god don't don't i well it's a, probably a good thing that nick doesn't listen hey, to my hey, podcast <laughs> Everybody loves everybody loves the song. Everybody loves the band, uh, band singing group. Um, I think thanks for the distinction. We we needed that. That's it's okay. I mean, it's okay. You hear dance queen. You're gonna dance. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna tolerate the song. You're gonna be like, okay, this is this is fun. You know, you're at a party. You hear dancing queen on the radio or on your on your fucking playlist. You know, guess what? Spotify reject that shit. You're gonna skip it. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, I mean, that's the point. I'm not having this beer again. Mike, what was the name of this beer again that you're not having it's, again? It's, it's just Anchor Anchor West Coast IPA, Anchor Brewing Company. All right. That's not really. Love all of their other name. beers. Love all of their other beers, especially the steam beer. There you have it, I guess. There you have it, I guess. Folks, this has been an, an underwhelming uh, episode of no, Hey it was Mike, what you drinking? It's overwhelming, overwhelming episode of Hey Mike, what you drinking, Mike? We're grateful for you always. We we expect a better product next week. Wicked, so. wicked Spursy, it's just whelming. It's just whelming. <laughs> might be a title there. We might have it. Oh shit! Why did I do that? All right, gents. <laughs> we uh, I'm not saying we're on closing thoughts yet, but we are entering kind of our the final quarter of uh, tonight's episode. So it's it's dusk. It's dusk. The, the sun is <laughs> contemplating setting. Um, earlier today, we were uh, we were on WhatsApp poking around a little bit, and we we were kind of playing with the if you could only protect five players on this current team, um, and didn't care what happened to any of the rest of them, who would your five be? So, uh, Steve, I want to go to you. Who would your five be? Kulisevsky, Benton Kerr, Harry Kane. Uh, who else did I have on there? Romero was on there. And um, for me, I have to give it to Hoybjerg. Uh, that would be my five. And Steve, I uh, I happen to be right there with you on on my five. But Mike, you you had a slightly different opinion. What, uh, what's yours? I don't remember. I'm looking it up. <laughs> I will say I because no, no, know, no, no. We, I did. I did say. Uh, go ahead, Stevie. I will say most, you know, because we were mostly in agreement with what four out of five of them. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. And then Mike tried to throw in a combo, if if I recall. On his, yeah, no, 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 no. I, I did. Yeah. I, I I just saw it. And I was like, oh yes, this is why. <clears throat> so um, so mine are Decky, uh, Bentinker, um, Harry Kane, um, just because you can't have one without the other. And I think Conte is the, he's the guy, but it's just, I don't want to get rid of him. He's the guy, um, but you need one for the other, right? It's the chicken in the egg situation, right? Harry Kane's not signing unless Conte signs. Conte's, it's going to be a showdown. Um, I have Cudi Romero, even though I did kick him off my cloud. Um, <laughs> just, just for the time being, um, he, can, he can endear himself to me again. Uh, got to bring me some roses, some candy, maybe. Um, but my combo, and it was it was not it was a combo. It was not a one or the other. But I think that that Richarlison uh, slash Jed Spence, um, and I know I know what hobby and what hobby is, um, and and how he how. He is he is he is their kind of our rock in the middle, and he has been like there were some pretty lean times, you know, a couple of years ago under Jose, you know, mm-hmm. landed us in the conference in the conference league, right? Mm-hmm. And and he kind of held that together. He, he kept like he was he was uh bloodied and bruised and battered, and I understand and I love hobby for that, but uh he's not my guy. So Richarlison, because eventually you're going to need somebody to take over for Harry Kane. Richarlison did that with, with uh, Calvert-Lewin at, at Everton. And oh, sing- he did it for Brazil and, at the World and Cup. Him and Pickford basically single-handedly, both of those, both of those guys kept Everton up, you know, and it, it to, to the, to the point where it, on last day, it took, it took Richarlison putting the entire club on his, on his shoulders and, 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 you know, it's what got him suspended for the first game, you know, for what, two games, first two games, right? Uh, he, uh, he put that team on his shoulders. So you're going to need somebody eventually to take over for Harry Kane and or son who we have left off the list because I think he's 30 years old. He may have reached his peak. Um, I think there's still a lot of gas in that tank. You know, you just have to have, the right drive train and Parasitch is not working out for him. 
Um, yeah, for me, it's I mean, for me, it's Conte with Son. I I just don't think that the way Conte wants to set his team up, stubborn as it is, uh, allows for Son to be successful. And I think you're right. At 30, you know, he yeah. doesn't exactly have a lot of time to, you know, try to play. Into he's sellable. He's bullshit. sellable. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's sellable. Get him at. at as much money as you can. Uh, Jed Spence is, and, and I and I still believe this, even though my Basuma comments uh, earlier this season were incorrect, I still believe Jed Spence is as dynamic a player or can be as dynamic a player as Kulisevsky. Uh, and, and I think that kid is a star. And I think if we treat him incorrectly, like we did with Bergvine, it's, it's, it's going to go the same way. So that's that's I love Spence. I, I really do. I and I love to see him out there. He just needs run of games. It's like he he's one of those players that needs runs of games. Yeah. All right, there we have that. Go ahead, Steve. For me, there's just one honorable mention aside from a Charleston, which I completely agree with you, Mike. I think that's very well put on uh why Richarlison deserves to be up there. Uh, but for me, honorable mention has to go to Big Daddy Davies uh, just because he's Mr. Consistent. No matter the manager, no matter left backs, left center back, center back, this dude, he doesn't light the world aflame with, you know, world-class performances, but he's never the worst player out there. He is Mr. Consistent, <laughs> Mr. 7 out of 10. You know, you know what you're going to get with him. He's, you know, got a good head on his shoulders. He's not going to cause any kind of trouble in the locker room. And he's versatile. He offers you a couple of different options defensively and is a great squad player. You know, even if you want to take him out of the starting 11 for somebody a bit more world-class, that's fine. You know, he's not going to throw a hissy fit about it. He'll shut up and perform when he's called upon in, in some of these competitions. And, you know, I, I just think that uh, some Spurs fans, maybe we lose sight of just what Davies has offered us over the years and continues to offer us now. Uh, so he gets an honorable mention shout out for me. Maybe that should be everyone's goal, right? Just be generally reliable seven out of 10 every day. It's not a bad way to live. What do you think, Mike? then you're fucking crystal palace <laughs> you know so for for our squad rotation player i think it's perfectly fine but <laughs> i i get what you're saying mike <laughs> you would give crystal you would you would label crystal palace a seven out of ten and generally reliable okay i, I okay maybe not maybe not crystal palace but, i mean but you, you know you get that seven out of ten team you need a you need an eight or a nine out of 10 team to make the top four or five, right? Sure. 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10 to, to win the league, right? For those cup you, matches, those you get that, you games. get that, you get that like seven, eight to like 12, you know, the, the place where Aston Villa lives, the place where Brentford's going to live. Con, continue. I, I, I know Brentford is fucking slapping right now, but, um, you know they they might be the the team if you're not a soccer fan to to get on board with right now, but um you know your Crystal Palaces your Brentfords like they're gonna live in that in that area that Brightons they're gonna live in that area. It, Spurs don't want to do that. We 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 think ourselves a, a big club, um, and uh, you know we, I I don't think we are that big club, and we've been saying it for years that we're not that big club, but we have to pretend like we are if we want to be. And if you have money, like this is not major league baseball. This is not like the NFL. There's no hard salary caps. You know, there's no luxury taxes for fucking up for fucking going over the, the, the salary cap, you know, go out and buy a bunch of fucking players. If you have the money, because it's going to pay off in the end, you're going to have you know, the money, you know, listeners, I, I, I need to point out, I hope some of you are with me when I'm about to say, Oh shit. Um, I, I made the comment about, Ben Davies. And I said, I said to my two uh, um, co-hosts here, I said, Hey, you know, specifically, I think I said to Steve. Um, no, I said to Mike, I said, Hey, generally reliable shows up every day. 
average seven out of 10, that's a pretty good way to live. I was asking these two guys about their, their thoughts on their own personal lives and how they approach being human beings and men. And you notice how they totally deflected and said, let's talk about fucking football teams instead and not deal with our own <laughs> stuff. Um, and, and Mike goes on a rant about Crystal Palace and Brentford, all to avoid talking about his own baggage. Mike, you have an opportunity now. If you want to just lay things out, we're willing to give it to you. But um, I don't know if that would need to be a different podcast episode or we'd need better disclaimers at the start. You want to go there? No, you don't. Let's get to closing thoughts instead. What kind of, what kind of fucking baggage <laughs> do you want from me, Dave? You want me to talk about my my NFL team and my coach who, who didn't know that they could be eliminated? If, <laughs> that was, if another I, just, team won? I just shared a video with you earlier in the week of, of Ron Rivera being like, awesome, right? And then that I saw that video today of what? Uh, we we could be eliminated. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Uh, Carson Wentz. All right, there. I'm done. That mascot is giving me nightmares. By the yeah, way, yeah. What's that? What what is what is it's it? the hogs? The hogs. The, the, the I get 90s, the hogs, but what's the seventies and eighties? Yeah, but what's the new name? It's a weird name. Commanders. No, the name of the mascot. It, oh, I don't know the name of the mascot. It's a weird, we, weird. Name. I didn't look at it, and, and, and it's yeah. stupid. And he's wearing a hard hat, and it's in and and overalls, and it's weird. Yeah, cheese ball, man. They should be Tutty. the cheese balls. <laughs> Major Tutty. Major Tutty. What is that? I have no fucking clue. I get the major commanders, but Tutty? Is that what you call Tutty. a pig? I, I have. I don't know. That sounds like an English name for a pig. And it does. Maybe if any of our listeners know, let us know. By the way, my Bears may very well get the number one pick for being possibly the worst team in the NFL. With one of the best quarterbacks. Yeah. My team somehow snuck into the playoffs. So <laughs> snuck in, dude. They're they're good. They're good. All right. Let's get some closing thoughts going. Closing thoughts. We got three minutes before we lose Steve. Gonna, let's let him go first. Steve. I'm gonna punch, I'm gonna punch Steve out. Steve click, go. Click, bam. Go. <laughs> uh no, my closing thoughts. Uh, you know, we got a game coming up midweek. Um if Benton Kerr and Kulisevsky aren't available, I I have to imagine it's going to be a loss. And frankly, looking at the rest of the calendar uh, for the month of January, I just don't see, aside from the FA Cup game at Portmouth, I don't think we win at all this entire month Damn. unless something changes, right? If we put the same sort of performance uh, out this month that we saw against Aston Villa that we saw in the first half against Brentford, we're not winning a single fucking game this month. You know, Fulham is is a really solid team right now. We've got Man City. We've got Arsenal. This is just fucking nightmare fuel. If we can't get our, our two key players fit and ready to go for Wednesday, we're going to struggle against Crystal Palace. We're going to struggle against some actual uh, big-name teams. Uh, and, yes, that is a, a, a jab at Crystal Palace. Sorry, Mike. They're just not a 7 out of 10 team. Um, but... <laughs> I just, you know, I, I struggle to see how we win it all this month. And I think uh, unless we get some reinforcements in the transfer window, unless we get some kind of, of communication from the club reassuring us as fans as to, you know, maybe the method behind the madness, it's going to be a tough month uh, for us to be Spurs fans. Um, and I think that if we brace ourselves for that likelihood now it won't hurt as much uh when the reality comes to pass it's still gonna hurt and i'm sure we'll spend uh quite a lot of time together talking about how miserable uh we feel this month but i you know i i don't want to get anybody's hopes up thinking oh you know maybe we're going to turn a corner and be competitive i've seen nothing uh, from Conte's tactics that indicate that we're going to be competitive at all. We've seen teams on the up and up uh, that are right in our path right now. It's going to suck. These next few games, I, shit, even Portmouth gives me a little bit of anxiety just because that seems like a game where we should clearly win, which of course means we're likely to lose because we're Spurs and we can't have anything nice. Uh, so yeah. I guess at the end of the day, I'm setting myself up for uh, a full month of failure and misery and holy shit, please somebody get uh, Daniel Levy to explain what the fuck's going on. Uh, maybe it'll help. You know, I, I don't have a problem with finishing mid-table if there's a clear path forward. But if we're going to finish mid-table and nobody knows what the fuck's going on, then I'm just I'm just that much more miserable wow 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 and steve before you disappear as we know you need to what would you say to our our listeners on your way out 
Oh God, don't be. An yeah, because I'm sick. Yes. There you go. Don't, don't be. be an I'm sick of saying it. <laughs> he, he interrupted you both times. You tried to say it. Steve, Steve say it say again. It. Say it. Don't Steve. Just be you. an asshole. There you do go. Do not do it. Just fucking keep your shit to yourself. All right. <laughs> like it's not that hard. Be a decent fucking human being. Seven out of ten. That's all we're asking for. See you, Steve. <laughs> See you, Mike. Closing thoughts. Okay, Crystal Palace lives in seven out of ten land. <laughs> they, they just fucking do. Um, we're a better team than that. All right. Wednesday, uh, we got Crystal Palace, uh, 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern time here. Um, it, it's there too, right? It's at Chris, Crystal Palace. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Um, then we got Portsmouth on Saturday. Um, should be an opportunity to rest some folks. Not that they need to be rested, but to rest some folks. Uh, it's, Steve's wrong. Steve's absolutely wrong. We're, <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna win this month. Uh, we got we have we have Fulham. We're gonna beat Fulham. Um, they have one two in a row, but we, we're gonna beat them. Um, and for what it's worth, we're 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 home to uh to the to the mighty Arsenal, right? Um, <laughs> the mighty Arsenal football club. Um. They're without their talisman that they just fucking signed. Like, and they've been performing admirably. I th- I think that they're the way that they play soccer. Uh, it, it's it's fine. They're going to win the league. Um, I'm I'm absolutely convinced of it right now. But Spurs can beat them. Um, I'm not saying they will, but we have we have that we have that that uh the edge given that uh it's it, it's at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium um not that that helped us this weekend um outside of that like we're beating man city it's okay. going to be we're going to beat man city 2 to 1 um they don't like playing tottenham for some reason uh, we always overperform at the Etihad, and I think that we are going to again overperform at the Etihad. Uh, I, I think that we're going to have all all cylinders are going to be firing. We're going to have um, our best our best eleven out there um, because I think people are going to be healthy by then. Um, I, I know it's uh, it's only what a couple of weeks away, but you, you're going to have everybody healthy uh, depending on how things work out with Decky. Um, I don't know if he's going to have a scan or not, but, um, and then we're definitely being Fulham. So I, I have a little rosier outlook. <clears throat> I think that um, a, a little bit of what's happening is an anomaly. Um, that's just my personal opinion. Um, but I think that things will, things are going to be more clear by the time we get to Man City. And, and uh, if things might be more clear by the time we get to Arsenal, we might have a signing in. And I think we are going to sign two players, maybe more in this, uh, in this window. Um, and they are going to be Conte guys. And, and, and it's going to be enough to get Conte to sign a contract and get Harry Kane to sign a contract. Um, so I don't think people need, really need to worry. I, I honestly believe that Pedro Poro is going to be one of those guys who comes in despite, despite the shit that we, uh, that we read today. Um, I, it's just it's just people trying to jump on Tottenham's back. So we don't have to, you know, sky isn't falling yet. We don't have to start up our old uh, our old chicken little uh, Bob Marley thing. Um, I, I just think I, I think that going forward, Spurs are Spurs are going to be fine. We lost we lost to Burnley last year. Remember that? We thought I the do. world. I do. Yeah. We thought the world was fucking ending because we lost to Burnley. <laughs> And and Conte threw a hissy fit after that one too, if I recall. He threw a hissy fit. <laughs> yeah, and we talked about him. We thought, oh my yeah. god, is the, he going to come back? What's he going to do? Right? What's yeah. happening? Oh my god, Conte is being Conte. Like I said earlier, we have that. We have the manual. We just have to read it and and figure out what to do to not have, uh, you know, not not worry. Have to worry about the disclaimer, you know, uh, and 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 what that's going to come down to is Daniel Levy opening, opening up the, the pocketbook and uh, opening up the bank account and saying, writing a couple of fucking checks, you know, you just got to write a couple of checks. Um, 
and, and it might hurt because there might be some guys you have to sell or you have to loan out to do that. But I, I think in the end that let's not fucking freak out yet. This is a tough month. This is our toughest month. Um, you know, and then we have Ban City again in fucking February. So, um, yeah. you know, a couple of weeks later. But I, I think we're beating Man City at the at the head. And uh, and and I, Steve's just wrong. I have faith. <laughs> Steve's just wrong. You're saying that when he's not here and can't defend himself. No, um, I, I, he could he could defend himself. He could defend himself, and, it, and he might on the WhatsApp later on. But I am going to. Uh, I would be happy to to debate him on that face to face. You you know it struck me, Mike. Um, me worrying about it doesn't affect it at all, one way or the other. You know, it does um, not. Antonio Conte doesn't care what I think. Um, neither do the neither does Levy or, or anybody else that writes checks. The players don't know that I exist, even though we uh, would like to convince ourselves that many of them listen to Wicked Spursy for our advice and and input. But um, the reality to me is, we all chose we all chose this roller coaster to to get onto. Um, you know, we we weren't born there, and the club didn't choose us by birth, right? Um, so we chose it. <clears throat> Ride, ride the coaster, man. Like we just ride it. It's going to be up. It's going to be down. But, but if I get myself all freaked out about it, it takes the joy out of me being a, a Spurs fan and, and a person that likes watching the premier league. So I'm interested in the joy and uh, going to do my best to keep it that way. How you like that, buddy? I love it. I love it. Uh, all right. Absolutely. So your final words before we sign off would be. Quoise, 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 quoise. And be safe, everyone. <laughs>